0: Think of it this way, zero to 21 is springtime. Things are easy to grow in springtime. You don't have to do that much. Growing as a kid happens naturally, but overall life is supporting you. It's sending you, teaching you, sharing with you. Now when you get from you know, 21 to 41 or 22 to 42, whatever range you want to talk about, you now are in the real world. And now you go test what you learned in your springtime. So, you start to learn, test, figure out what's real. It's an important stage of life. 42, 43 to 62, 63 is the power of your life. If you worked hard in the spring and the summer, and you put yourself out there and you planted, it's a reaping time. It's a time when you really become a leader. And then if you're lucky, you go from 63 to 83, and maybe 83 to 103, and you have an extended final season of your life where you get to be the mentor, you get to share. You get to make a difference. And maybe towards the end of your life, people look out for you again if you looked out for everybody else. That's kind of the cycle of life. What if you're born in 1910? World War I ends. The world looks like it's a great place. New technology, cars, radio. And then what happens? An explosion of abundance, the roaring 20s. And so you're a kid, you're 14, 15 years old, and you're like, I can't wait to get a car to go. But what happened when that person hit the next stage of life, 19, 20, 21 years old? As they came of age, it's 1929. And suddenly, people are jumping out of buildings. Total depression, dust bowl, nobody's got jobs. It looks horrific, and it was horrific. But did they get a break? No, when they turned 29, it's 1939. It looked like the whole world was getting in. Hitler was sweeping across Europe, bombing London. It literally looked like the world as we know it was over. This is what gives me great optimism for everyone watching here. Winter's not forever. No pandemic lives forever. Everything changes and everything ends. And the good news about winter is it's always followed by springtime. What follows the night? The daytime. What a cool way to set it up if you were God or the universe.
1: There are going to be so many different things that you will embark on. There are going to be so many different things that's going to try to slow you down. There are going to be so many different challenges that you must face. But instead of running away from the challenge, run towards the challenge. Be able to understand that life has meaning. It has reason. And all of these things that you may be thinking that is so hard on you. Just remember sometimes you're going to have to go through these changes, these circumstances that put you in a position to make you feel that you're not worthy anymore. But make no mistake, you are worthy. You were created for something. You wasn't created for nothing. Life has a gift a gift of giving a gift of receiving and whether if it's good or bad you got to make sure you understand that these circumstances and these challenges has to happen in your life you will come to a point that you may feel that you are in a hopeless situation you may come to a point in your life where you're at the end of a rope and the only thing left to do is to climb up because you only can do so much for so long but make sure you're doing much more instead of doing less stop stressing about the things that you cannot control and start focusing on the things that you have control of take control of your life Take control of the opportunities. Believe in yourself. And know that it is not over for you. So many people out there in this world right now will try to tell you not to be something that you feel in your heart that you want to be. So many people out there right now are miserable. And they'll try their best to take you with them. Do not let misery control the life that you have Do not let anyone tell you how to live it Do not let anyone validate your purpose Do not let anyone validate your destiny Someone told you a long time ago that you wasn't worthy Someone looked you in the eye and said you wasn't gonna make it I say to you right now that you will make it I say to you right now that you must make it. I say to you right now that you must tell excuses, fear and doubt that it has no place in your place of business. For this is your life that you are fighting for. This is your life that you are living for. And make no mistake, no one is gonna do you better than you. Don't wait for something to happen you make it happen, you make it happen for a reason and take full responsibility and control of this thing
2: we call life.
3: We remember the stuff we earn, the stuff we experience more than what the teacher tells us or what someone gives us for free. We just do. We broke a proverbial sweat on it, whether it's mental or physical or whatever. We, we, we built it. We, we understand. We felt how we got it, how we achieved it, how we got what we wanted. Those stick with us, whether we forget them intellectually, they were written in our lineage and they build resilience and they and, and, and they build a healthy, true optimism going forward to know that, oh, no, I've, I've, I've worked for something before and achieved it. Delayed gratification. Oh. There are choices I can make today for myself that will pay me back later in life. And I've got friends, and trust me, I've done it myself, you know, that lose a job and then get another, but won't take it because it's less salary than maybe the one they had before. And all of a sudden find themselves three, four, five, six, seven, eight years, a decade later going, they're still stuck. They, they didn't do anything. They're still saying like, no, I'm gonna find that thing. And I'm going, you missed a decade, man. Just go do that one that that you love to do that maybe was gonna pay you less because you'd at least been building something through the day. And who knows what that would have led to? Maybe that would have led to something where you're getting paid five times more than you were doing something else you love even more. Uh, So sometimes it's not even about what choice we make, just make a choice and commit to it and go and dive in. So while we're here, and they're gonna run across the jumbotron. Let's make it a place where we break a sweat, where we believe, where we enjoy the process of succeeding in the places and ways that we are fashioned to, where we don't have to look over our shoulder because we're too busy doing what we're good at, voluntarily keeping our own counsel because we want to, traveling towards immortal finish lines. We write our own book, overcoming our fears. We make friends with ourselves and that is the place that i'm talking about from the soles of your feet with every ounce of blood you've got in your body lay it on the line until the final whistle blows and if you do that if you do that we cannot lose so turn the page get off the ride you are the author of the book of your life. Knowing who we are is hard. It's hard. Give yourself a break. Eliminate who you are not first and you're gonna find yourself where you need to be.
2: Are you planting anything in the ground right now or are you spending all of your life wasting time? What are you planting in the ground? What are you putting in the soil? are you planting or are you resting what what are you doing how is the time to develop a legacy mindset what is a legacy mindset it is a way of thinking that causes you to make winning decisions today so you and others can have winning results tomorrow and my question to you is do you have a legacy mindset here's the deal too many of us we think this is a rest season when really it's a planting season this is the season to put some seed in the ground every decision you make is putting seed in the ground now is the season to plant seeds of prayer now is the time to plant financial freedom seeds where, where you're planting a tree of financial freedom so that later on, your children's children and your community will walk by a terrace tree of financial freedom in this season. Now is the time to develop a
0: legacy mindset. Good times create weak people. Weak people create bad times. Bad times create strong people. Strong people create good times. My whole thing is leaders anticipate, losers react. If you can anticipate what's coming, you can really take advantage. If you wait till it hits you, you're in trouble. The biggest problem people have is they think they're not supposed to have it. Problems are the fuel for growth. It's like if you don't have any problems, you're either a liar, or you might call them challenges. It feels better. I understand that. Anybody who doesn't have problems is either totally asleep at the wheel, or they don't have much of any kind of a life. But then there's fulfillment. And fulfillment is living what you're made for. it a lack of confidence. No, it's a lack of mission. I like winning. I like being the best at what I do. So I'm not going to settle for less than that. Why would I? Michael Jordan making a thousand shots before you take a break. So you look at Jordan, or you look at, you know, LeBron, or you look at anybody who's the best in the world at what they do, and you go, aren't they lucky? But if you actually study them, you'll see they're doing things, they're practicing in private things that make them certain in public, and they get rewarded for what they do in public. Yeah. And you gotta do the same. When you just know you're gonna mess up, it's not gonna be perfect,
4: you're gonna forget that line that you really wanted to say, but just put all the energy on the audience, everything starts to change. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready.
0: It's a shift in your identity. Every single day, six days a week. What matters? A few subjects, your body, because your energy matters. That energy is low, everything I just said is worthless to you. Because when you're low energy, you don't use your full intelligence or ability. You need emotion. If you don't know how to master your emotion, emotions start wars. Emotion creates peace. Emotion gets your children. Emotion is what can make that business work or fail. And most people don't know how to direct their own emotions. Let me be conscious about feeding my brain things that are gonna give me not only inspiration, but insight and skill and tools. 68% of the Fortune 1000 were started in either a recession or a depression. Well, the first skill you gotta master to be great is the ability to recognize patterns. When humanity recognized the pattern of the seasons, the whole world changed. Because we went from hunter-gatherers trying to survive from place to place where we're exposed to everything, to wait a second, if we plant in the springtime, we protect in the summer, we reap in the fall, and then we hang on to some of that so we can live through the winter, That created communities for the first time, and then eventually cities and states and countries. So that changed the world. What will change a person's life is when you realize there's also a set of seasons in your own life. 74%
4: hate their job in America. The majority of people don't like what they're doing. Because they're really not doing it because they didn't have a goal and they followed this goal. They just aimlessly drift around and then all of a sudden there's a job opening so they get that job. Because you have to work. But then when you work, it's a chore. It's work. It's not fun. So if you think about only a quarter of the people really enjoy what they're doing in life. That is unbelievable if you think about it. So I felt so blessed that I knew what I was doing. It's like a medical student that studies and knows he wants to become a doctor. You know where to go. You see, if you don't have a vision of where you go and if you don't have a goal where you go, you drift around and you never end up anywhere. It's like you can have the best ship in the world. You can have the best airplane in the world. If the pilot or the captain doesn't know where to go, it will just drift around. It will not end up anywhere or most likely in the wrong place. And I didn't really like Austria when I grew up. I couldn't wait to get out of there. I couldn't see myself becoming a farmer or a worker in a factory or anything like that. Even though my parents wanted me to stay there and have a normal life. But that was their vision, not mine. My vision was totally different. I felt that I was born for something special, for something unique, for something big. Do you know how great it felt that I knew where I was going? Imagine the majority of people don't know where they're going. I knew where I was going. So it was just a question of how do you do it? I'm shooting for a goal. In front of me is the Mr. Universe title. So every rep that I do gets me closer to accomplishing that goal, to make this goal, this vision turn into reality. Every single set that I do, every repetition, every weight that I lift will get me a step closer to turn this goal into reality. So I couldn't wait to do another 500 pound squat. I couldn't wait to do another 500 pound bench press. I couldn't wait for the next exercise. Maybe it has never been done before. That's perfectly fine with me, but I'm gonna do it. And I did not listen to the naysayers. At the age of 20, I went to London and I won the Mr. Universe contest as the youngest Mr. Universe ever. And it was because I had a goal. If I would have listened to the naysayers, from bodybuilding to show business to uh, politics, I would not be standing here today talking to you. So this is why I say don't listen to the naysayers. I've never ever had a plan B. I would do the work over and over and over until I get it. It is very dangerous to have a plan B because you're cutting yourself off from the chance of really succeeding. And the reason, one of the main reasons why people want to have a plan B is because they are worried about failing. We all fail. Winners will fail and get up, fail and get up, fail and get up. You always get up. That is a winner. That is a winner. We all have lost us. This is okay. And this is why I say, don't be worried about losing because when you're afraid of losing, then you get frozen. In order to perform well in anything, if it's in boxing or if it is on your job or with your thinking is only happening when you relax. It's okay to fail, let's just go all out and give it everything that you got. That's what it is all about. So don't be afraid to fail. It's all about the hard work that you put in. So they all say, that's impossible. That's impossible. That can't be done. But I didn't listen to those losers. I didn't listen to them at all. And it was because I had a goal. Because
0: I believed first thing I do every single morning is I go and in freezing cold water and when you jump in, it never feels good to go in, but getting out, you feel incredible. But I, I do it for a different reason. I do it to train my brain to say, when I say now, it means now. When I say go, we go. I don't stand there because it's cold and go maybe in a minute when I'm ready, but I always do it because I've trained my brain, this is how we work. And if you train your brain to do that every single day, then it'll do it on the more difficult and important things in life. But the essence of it is, I change my body radically and I do three things to make sure that my brain is primed. And what I mean by primed is, most people think their thoughts are their thoughts, Lewis, and you and I know better. Most people just don't understand that you are being primed all the time and unless you prime yourself, you're gonna be primed by the environment. So I wanna take control of my brain. So I do three quick things. One, I take three minutes of those 10 minutes. After I've changed my body, and I focus on three different events in my life that I'm grateful for. I usually pick two big ones and one small one. It could be as simple as a smile on my daughter's face, and it changes your biochemistry. Then real fast, I do this three-minute process that's kind of like a blessing, and then three minutes, the last three minutes, are called Three to Thrive, where I focus on three things I want to accomplish, but instead of thinking I want to accomplish, I see, feel, and experience it as done. I feel grateful. I celebrate it. And it trains your brain. So in 10 minutes, I'm done. Third thing that I'll do, I immediately send a message or a text or an audio message to somebody as a sincere compliment. And I don't go, dude, great job, or wow, you're cool. I say, listen, I saw you on Tuesday with those kids, and I saw you take that extra 20 minutes. No one else did. And I just want you to know, I saw that, I thought that was incredible. So I'm always very specific, Mm. so they know it's not just some positive thinking bullshit call, it's sincerely doing it. It makes me constantly look for the good in the people I work with. Fourth thing I do is whatever I don't want to do. The most challenging part of the day. What's a story we all love? It's the comeback story. It's the comeback. It's the Rocky. It's that music where all of a sudden you step back up and you take control and rock. Good times create weak people. Weak people create bad times. Bad times create strong people. Strong people create good times.
2: Somebody saying, Pastor, I love this legacy thing, but I'm only 25. I got no kids. What does legacy got to do with me? <laughs> Pastor, I mean, I'm, I'm about 73. You didn't miss the legacy sermon. I should have got it 20 years ago. My day's done, so there's nothing left. Maybe you're 40 years old, you say, Pastor, I got this mess over here, this mess over Legacy ain't got nothing to do with me. Let me tell you why legacy hits everybody. We have all had to deal with a struggle that we inherited from someone else's legacy and not ours. And the question is, are you going to set a new legacy and plant a new tree? Or are you going to sit by and just inherit the mess that somebody left for you? You have obstacles that are generational. And you don't know that they're generational. Because somebody left a legacy of pain and trauma that you have inherited. And unless you develop a legacy mindset, you'll never accelerate the way God wants you to. You're not going to tell nobody how to get out of that situation. So, so you cool when you having money and everybody else being broke? That you, you now you don't have a legacy mindset. A legacy mindset says, "Me making it is not enough. My kids doing well is not enough." me praying is not enough i'm not gonna stop until me becomes we. now is the time when we talk legacy we are talking about moving from just me making it and i'm good and i'm straight to nah i got too many people not making it in see y'all thinking about a pandemic it ain't got nothing to do it ain't got nothing to do with a pandemic it's about a legacy mindset i'm a bullock last name bullock well as a bullock we preach we sing, I got a nephew, niece singing, preaching, all kind. we are, we just, we burp singing. But then there's some other stuff that come with book. some struggles, some habits, some, some, some appetites that goes through the family. And what bothers me is nobody told me, nobody told me, they told me about the preaching. They told me about the singing, but some of that other stuff, they they forgot to tell me that this thing I'm fighting was my great-great-grandfather's fight. Y'all didn't tell me that part. Y'all told me he could sing, but you didn't tell me he had this struggle. And so now we got a generation of people who have a struggle that they inherited because nobody wants to tell them this is the thing that was planted in your life and I'm sorry I never told you but I planted that thing a long time ago and the reason why your coping mechanism is under this particular tree is because that is what I planted. You can plant a new tree! You don't have to keep that seed, that tree there. You can pull that thing up and put something else in the roots. That's why legacy has to matter to you, because it's time to plant something new. I I went to Berklee College of Music for 2.5 years. I didn't take school very seriously. School wasn't necessarily something that I just was into. So I dropped out of school. I just started doing a little community college class here, a little community college class there, a little class here, a little class there. What happened was my mother graduated from college. My mom, you gotta understand, my mom started as my cafeteria lady when I was in third grade. In third grade, I showed up to school. My mother was the cafeteria lady. I watched my mother get her GED. And then after she got her GED, she went and started to pursue higher education in college. And my mom went from being the cafeteria lady to being in the classroom. And my mom, to this day, is the longest tenured teacher in that school. They gave her the most difficult classes, difficult kids, difficult cases. She went from the cafeteria to the classroom, and I went to my mother's graduation. When I saw my mother graduate college, oh, she planted something in my heart. She planted something in my life. And so I made a decision that before my first child was born, I was going to graduate college. My daughter was born in 2014 of September. September 2014, my daughter was born. I graduated from college December 2014. I graduated. I had my baby in my hand with my cap on, my gown on and my degree, what happened was somebody, somebody said I'm going to plant a seed of graduates in this family. I don't want us to be a family of GEDs. I don't want us to be a feminist and educated. I'm going to plant a seed. And when she planted the seed, all of a sudden I took it. And then my brother took it. And our children will take it. Why? Because God is looking for somebody to be a legacy builder. To have a legacy mindset. And say, I'm going to open up a door that nobody can close in our family. Because if a curse can be passed down, so can a blessing tired of hearing about generational curses and you don't tell me about the generational blessings that are coming to my life and i'm declaring we're releasing generational blessings cycle of blessings coming into your life because of legacy in this place which means when i get a paycheck and i want to keep that check but then I put kingdom over comfort. I'm gonna be quick to listen, slow to speak. I'm gonna be slow to anger. I'm I'm gonna forgive. I made an eternal decision. I have a legacy myself. That's gonna have eternal impact. You gotta put we over me. And the Oscar goes to Matthew McConaughey.
3: I had a very important person in my life come to me and say, who's your hero? And I said, I don't know, i got to think about that. Give me a couple of weeks. I come back two weeks later. This person comes up and says, who's your hero? I said, I thought about it. You know who it is? I said, it's me in 10 years. So I turned 25 10 years later. That same person comes to me and goes, so are you a hero? And I was like, not even close. No, no, no. She said, why? I said, because my hero is me at 35. So you see, every day, every week, every month, and every year in my life, my hero is always 10 years away. I'm never going to be my hero. I'm not going to attain that. I know I'm not, And that's just fine with me, because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. So to any of us, whatever those things are, whatever it is we look up to, whatever it is we look forward to, and whoever it is we're chasing, to that, I say, "Amen." To that I say, "All right, all right, all right." To that I say, "Just keep living, huh? Thank you. Nobody has ever choked? I have. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about, fumbling at the goal line, stuck your foot in your mouth once you got to the microphone, had a brain freeze on the exam that you were totally prepared for, forgot the punchline to a joke in front of 4,000 graduating students at the University of Houston commencement. (laughs) Or maybe you've had that feeling of, oh my God, life just cannot get any better than this moment. And ask yourself, do I deserve this? Now what happens when we get that feeling? Tense up. We have this sort of outer body experience where we are literally seeing ourselves in the third person. And we realize that the moment just got bigger than us. You ever felt that way? I have. And it's because we have created a fictitious ceiling, a roof to our expectations of ourselves. A limit where we think it's all too good to be true. But it's not. And it's not our right to say or believe it is. We shouldn't create these restrictions on ourselves. A blue ribbon, a statue, a score, a great idea, the love of our life, a euphoric bliss. Who are we to think that we don't deserve or haven't earned these gifts when we get them? It's not all right. But if we stay in process, right, within ourselves, in the joy of the doing, we will never choke at the finish line. Why? Because we aren't thinking of the finish line. Because we're not looking at the clock. We're not watching ourselves on the jumbotron performing the very act that we're in the middle of. No, we're in process. The approach is the destination, and we are never finished. Bo Jackson, what did he do? He used to run over the goal line, through the end zone, and up the tunnel. The greatest snipers and and marksmen in, in the world, they don't aim at the target. They aim on the other side of the target. We do our best when our destinations are beyond the measurement, when our reach continually exceeds our grasp, and when we have immortal finish lines. And when we do this, the race is never over. The journey has no port. The adventure never ends because we are always on the way. So do this. Do this and let them, let somebody else come up and tap you on the shoulder and say, Hey, you you, you scored. Let them run up and tap you on the shoulder and say, Man, you, you won. Let them come tell you, You can go home now. Let them say, I love you too. Let them say, Thank you. Take the lid off the man-made roofs that we put above ourselves and always play like an underdog. It would be helpful. Responsibility of freedom and the freedom in responsibility. Life's more than just straight Saturdays with as much cake as you want to eat. It just is. You will see how long you last doing that. If you really do it. You won't last that long. Responsibility is is appreciation of a past. It's building of a lineage. It's investing in ourselves. It's investing in something we started to build yesterday that we want to take into tomorrow. There's a response that gives us freedom. So to actually have true freedom, we have to be more responsible for certain things, for ourselves, who we are. Constantly investigating and interrogating our better selves to say, I'm going to be a little bit better at this tomorrow, knowing that we never land, we never. We never. there's no There's no ta-da moment. And that is one thing I think we all gotta watch because we all are so result oriented. But there's no ta-da moment, we're always chasing yet. And if we can get comfortable and understand and laugh at the, and, and, and be ready to work hard at the fact that we're all just achieving our way to the unachievable and that's as good as it gets. And that's pretty damn awesome. Thank you, good luck. You just need lettuce.